Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. And this was a fantastic weekend for the Detroit Lions. Number one, Lions beat the Denver Broncos. Number two, Vikings lose. Number three, Packers lose. Number four, Eagles lose. And so now, if the Detroit Lions win out, they are looking at at least the second seed, depending on what happens with the San Francisco 49ers. It is a great time to be a Lions fan. And of course, that means I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, the interception leader, the all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions, Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a great day. Great it, day, Lions. It all fell, well, I didn't say it all fell into place, but a lot of great things happened. Everybody in the division lost. Bears, yep. Packers, Vikings. Seattle beats the Eagles. The Lions put on the show. I mean, Saturday night, prime time. I told you, I mean, prime time night game, Saturday night, Lions play well. So they went out and did that, and it was a beautiful thing. It was absolutely beautiful. The Lions dominate in primetime, and thankfully, we have at least one more primetime game that we get to watch the Detroit Lions play in against the Dallas Cowboys. But then come the playoffs, who knows how many primetime opportunities we're going to be watching. I mean, playoffs is all primetime. I mean, I know. Really, yeah. Well, I guess Sunday you can get a, you know, a 12 o'clock game or 1 o'clock game. But generally, playoffs, you're the only thing going. Yeah, he's one game on at a time for the most part. So uh, I'm excited, man. I hope that hopefully they can get that two seed. And I mean, it'll be crazy if something happens and they can get that one. Eesh, that'd be tough. But if they can get that one, man, uh, I'm just trying to gear up. I got I might have to make an appearance for that first playoff game. First playoff game in Detroit and Glover Quinn in attendance. Couldn't write a script better than that. It's just, it's just been such a great weekend. I mean, dominating against the Denver Broncos. Now we have all these playoff hopes going. And one thing that I figured out is that when this offensive line of the Detroit Lions plays together, when we've got Taylor Decker at left tackle, Jonah Jackson left guard, Frank Ragnow center, Graham Glasgow at right guard, and Panay Sewell at right tackle. The team is five and zero. Oh. I mean, and and they're going to continue to win because when you when you have that O line, they're dominant. They're smart. They allow you to run the football. I mean, we saw great runs by the lines all game. Jameer Gibbs has over a hundred yards rushing. Looked fresh. Looked explosive. When you can do that, you're going to control the game. That's going to open things up for your passing game. Jared Goff's going to feel comfortable back there, protected. It's just going to make everything better. The O-line is where it starts. And when those guys are healthy, the Lions are going to be a, a top-tier team. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. 
So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. And it was really funny too when I went back and looked at the stats because I remember David Montgomery ran well, but it was all about Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery averaged five yards per carry, and that felt like a bad game compared to Jameer Gibbs. 9.1 yards per carry. Insanity. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, he was explosive, man. He he burst through there and and, and you know he's hitting those holes and he's getting out. I mean, and Every time he gets in the open field, it's like you're holding your breath. Like, what's going to happen? Like, where is he going? Like, is he he's he's about to take it to the house every single time? And so, he's just a great compliment to to David Montgomery. You know, David Montgomery gave him five yards of pop. That's what you want, right? That's that's ground and pound, ground game. And Jameel Gibbs at nine yards of pop. That's big play. You know, so that's that's those guys' roles. And and we saw Saturday night how it can look when when they're rolling. And that's what you want. That's what you expect. And it's a good time for it to happen. Like I said, they've been in the low for a while. And, you know, they came out of it on Saturday night in prime time at home. And there's three games left. And so hopefully that that momentum continues and they continue to play well throughout the, the last few games. You got Minnesota twice, I think, and one big game against Dallas. And so... We should be able to get at least two more wins, and hey, man, let's get three and 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 let the pieces fall where they may. Absolutely, let's go get three. Let's win our final three. Let's sweep the Minnesota Vikings. Let's beat the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go and get that two seed on the back of some impressive rookie play. It wasn't just Jameer Gibbs either. Sam Laporta, three touchdowns in one game. If Sam Laporta catches just one more touchdown. He becomes the second rookie ever to catch 10 touchdown passes. Odell Beckham is the first. Uh, That's impressive, you know. And, I mean, let's let's, let's just call it what it is, right? Sam Laporte is a great, great player. You know, let's not – you know, I I, I mean, when we start putting these historical stats up, he hasn't made a Hall of Fame yet, you know, hasn't even made a Pro Bowl yet. He's a great – player he's going to be a a good player uh, for a long time if he can stay healthy continue to work but he's been put in a system and he's been valued and he's worked hard to become a trustworthy player for Jared Goff and for the coaching staff and so they look for him in those certain moments and he's made those plays and he's been able to stay healthy for the most part, this entire season. And that's the biggest thing. You know, whenever I played, I never really went into the game, to the season, with, like, goals of four interceptions or six interceptions or whatever. My goal was to be healthy so that I could play in every game because I knew if I could play in every game, over the course of 16, 17 games, the stats are going to be there. They're going to be there because you're healthy, you're on the field, you're a good player. You're going to make tackles. You're going to make some pass breakups. You're going to force a couple fumbles. You're going to get a pick every now and then. Like, those things are going to happen, but you have to be on the field. 
And for Sam Laporta, he's been healthy. He's been there. I think he missed one game maybe too early in the season, if that. But he's been there. He's been healthy. He's been able to play. And when you're a red zone type guy, big play type guy, they look for you. The stats are going to come. And as long as he can stay healthy, it's going to be like that every year. He's going to be scoring eight to 12 touchdowns every single year. That's just the nature of the business, especially at the tight end position. And especially with this Detroit Lions team that loves to throw to the tight ends in the red zone. Even last year, when they didn't really have a tight end after they traded TJ Hawkinson, there was a three touchdown game from Shane Zilstra. There was a three touchdown game where three different tight ends caught a touchdown pass. This is just something that's going to happen with the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff trusts his guy and trusts him on Ross St. Brown, 112 yards from him. Five touchdown passes from Jared Goff the first time ever in his career. And finally, the one thing that stood out to me was how much they went to Jamison Williams early and often. It was very clear that they wanted to get him involved. Seven targets, a career high. Four receptions, a career high. Jamison Williams had never touched the ball more than two times in a game before this weekend. And only 47 yards, but the way they used him really stood out and impressed me. That deep shot opened up things underneath like we talked about. Run the ball say, and deep shots to Jamison. I was about to say, I think they listen to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I really do. I think they, I think those guys listen to the podcast, or the chatter gets back out, or you know, maybe they're looking at the same thing on film that we're seeing and being honest with themselves and saying, "Hey, we need to get this guy at least somewhat involved." So it just opens up things for everybody else, and they went out and they did that. And like you say, it's only forty-seven yards. But the constant trying makes the teams feel like we have to respect this because we all know the type of talent that he has. And so that opens things up underneath. It opens things up in the run game. You don't feel comfortable putting both of your, I mean, one of your safeties down in the box to stop the run because you don't want Jamison to beat you over the top. Now the box is light. Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery gets better run lanes. When they come down to try to stop the run, now that opens things up in the past. Jameson Williams deep, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown. All those different things work together. So you have to make sure that you're focusing on doing those things. You have to make sure that you're making everybody stay honest in their coverage, in their defense. And they did that. And we saw what that Lions offense can look like if they just do that. Yeah, if you just play your game and make the defense play their game, respect everything you have to do, because it's tough to cover so, so many weapons on this Lions offense. And on the defensive side, they actually did their job too. They held Pat. They did their job. They were honest. And they made some plays. Ify Melifonwu, sack, fumble, or forced fumble, Nine tackles, big game from the new starting safety for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I thought if he played good, you know, you know, like you said, sag, forced fumbles. You saw him in there making a lot of tackles, big pass break up down down the middle of the field on against the tight end. I mean, ever since I saw Ify, I felt like he was a safety. I don't know why they was trying to make him a corner early in his career or he wanted to play corner. Like, dude, you're six two, six three. 
200 plus pound like you're a big guy like go be a safety and dominate even if you got corner skills it's just going to make you a better safety as long as you want to tackle um and so yeah they I, I thought they those guys played well but when you look at that defensively this was the first time that i can remember in a long time that i saw plays being made in the secondary i saw pass breakups no i didn't see any interceptions but I saw pass breakups. I saw them getting their hands on the ball, knocking the ball down, celebrating, showing emotion and having fun. That was the first time I saw that in the last month. I don't remember seeing hardly any pass breakups in Chicago, both games. Don't remember seeing any pass breakups or anything on Thanksgiving. I just don't remember seeing them make plays like that, and they have struggled defensively. This game, I saw them guys making some plays, getting their hands. I saw sacks on Russell Wilson, putting him under pressure, putting him on the ground. When you do those things, yes, defensively, you're going to play better. (laughs) When you can't sack the quarterback and you're not making plays on the ball, defensively, you're not going to play great. And Saturday, they did those things, and that's why they played great. And you combine that with good offense, and you can put up points like that. You hold teams down and you get big wins. And I thought it was pretty funny, too. We were talking before the game. They did have two sacks. But at times, you did see that that first pressure on Russell Wilson didn't work. He'd escape the pocket. But then, for the first time, I think maybe this season, that second wave of pass rush would come in. Maybe not always get the sack, but force him to throw the ball and just not letting him escape the pocket sit there, wait, wait, throw it wherever I want. It was just a different game from this defense. Yeah, it was. And like I said, a lot of that has to do, we always talk about rushing coverage going hand in hand. You know, to make Russell Wilson hold the football, obviously the secondary linebackers, those guys were in their zones. They were on their guys. He didn't have anybody to throw it to, so that allows, I remember one time, if he came from the safety position 10 yards deep, and still was able to get there and put pressure on Russell. Like So when you're doing things like that, obviously you're holding up on the back end. Um, and, you know, they, like I said, I felt like the pressure did enough to Russ. And like you said, some of those secondary hits got there, secondary sacks. It was just good. And the the like I said, the the, the back end was able to hold up to where, they didn't give up big shots over the top. They didn't give up, you know, third and long first down conversions. They were able to stay out of those situations for the most part. And anytime you can do that, you're going to have a better defensive performance. It was just the day that the Lions needed on offense. It's the day they needed from Jared Goff. And and I'll admit, I was a little bit worried early on. It felt they came out with five straight passes. And I'm thinking, ugh. We talked about this on the show. If they just want Jared Goff to throw for the sake of throwing to get him out of the slump, I don't know if that's a good idea. And then they start running the ball. Then they start the play action. Then we get five touchdowns. But they took care of that. Jared Goff got right. The run game got right. The offensive line got right. The coverage got right. The defensive line got right. This was the get right game that we were expecting against the Chicago Bears. It was. It was the get right game. And they needed it. Um, this shows the importance of, you know, team, community. The fans were there. 
the players fed off the fans. The energy for field was rocking. Um, the fans did a great job of helping pull the team out of the slump that they were in. The players did a great job of, you know, having some type of come to Jesus meeting and pulling themselves out of the slumps. The coaches did a great job of keeping the players locked in, focused, putting the pressure and onus on those guys, and everybody really taking accountability for how they had been playing. And uh, it seemed like those guys took a deep look in the mirror and realized that, hey, man, we've been kind of getting our midseason rest, you know, not playing great, but getting our rest. Now let's, it's time to get back to to being who we are. And they went out and had that performance. And I think it happens to every team. You know, you see it right now with the Eagles. They've been, you know, in a gauntlet of a schedule with the team that they've been playing, the the prime time, the nights, the days, like they've been all over the place. And you're starting to see that take a toll on those guys. Um, and, you know, when you're the, that type of team, you're getting everybody's best shot, right? And so you go through those little lows, those slumps, and you're not this and you're not that. Um, but they'll get it together in the last three games and they'll be ready to go in the playoffs. And that's what the Lions did. I think that's it. The 49ers did it early in the season when Debo was out, they lost three consecutive games and now they're back rolling. So teams are going to be who they are. If you're a good team, you're going to be a good team. Um, you're going to go through some ups and downs throughout the course of the season. You're going to deal with injuries. You're just going to deal with guys being human and not playing well every time. And you're going to deal with other teams just having your number at the moment, right? You're going to deal with all those things. That's the part of the journey. We always say it's about the journey. Worry about the journey. Don't worry about the destination. And that's why you see teams and people crying when they get to the Super Bowl and win it because you're thinking about everything that you went through, everything everything your team went through, everything you struggled through personally, everything, all that stuff, you fought through it, you kept going, you persevered, and you were able to make it to the top. And that's why you're so happy because of the journey. And so that's what we have to understand, that it's a journey. It's going to be ups and downs. Players are going to have good games, bad games, teams, all these different things. And you just stick with it. You stick with it. You address the issues. You address the problems. You go back to work. You go back to work. You take a hard look in the mirror. All those different things on this journey to try to win a Super Bowl. And I think the Lions had that last week. They faced some adversity over these last four weeks to build some character, to build some toughness, to build all those things that it requires to make a run for it. And it's coming together at the perfect time. We get this win. The Lions get this win. And then the things just shake out the rest of the day. The Vikings lose. And so now the Minnesota Vikings, all it takes is one loss. And the division is the Detroit Lions. All it takes is one win from the Detroit Lions. And they clinch the division. All it takes is one win from the Lions. And they clinch playoffs. And then... All it takes is winning out, win these final three games, and you get the second seed. Things are just coming together at the right time. I want to thank the Seattle Seahawks. It was interesting because if the Seahawks lost to the Eagles, the Lions do clinch playoffs, which is great. It's a great feeling. But the Seahawks beating the Eagles delays the chance to clinch by a week, but completely changes the seeding. And so I think I'd rather take that. No question. No question, because 
you know, if we can get that two seed, that's going to force Philly to have to come to Detroit um, in, in the playoffs. And so the, the Lions, we we would only be on the road, you know, in the NFC Championship game, and that's if we will have to go to San Francisco at this point. Um, so the weather should be, you know, fine throughout the playoffs. Um, so that's a huge, that's a huge, huge deal. You know, last year, Seattle knocked us out of the playoffs. This year, they helping us by beating the Eagles. Now the Lions got to go out and, and, and close out the season 3-0. They got to they gotta beat Minnesota twice and then get up for a big primetime game against Dallas on the road in Dallas. And if they if they can go there and win, they deserve they deserve to be that two spot and you know maybe slide into the one. Yeah, if you can beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, you absolutely deserve that second seed. And after this Seahawks win, a bunch of jokes have already started coming out. Now people have already been theorizing, oh. The Lions are going to host Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. That's going to happen. A lot of people are expecting the return to Fourfield for Matthew Stafford. But now, now that the Eagles have lost, people are making jokes that Matt Patricia could be returning to Ford Field. Matt Patricia's defense cost them clinching the playoffs. Now, Matt Patricia's defense could be coming to Detroit in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like my gaslight. <laughs> he left Matt Patricia in Detroit. Now he's with Matt Patricia in Philly. It's, we we laugh. We have the funniest time with that me, him, and Quandre. Um, but yeah, it'd be great for Matt Patricia to come back and for the the Lions to put those guys out. You know, it's obviously this an Eagles team. They're gonna be a tough, tough out, but that would definitely be uh a, a, a great part of the script. I wonder if the NFL got that on there. <laughs> I think the NFL might have that on there. The only way that you could complete this script, if that happens, if they beat Matthew Stafford, if they beat uh, Matt Patricia, then they go to the Super Bowl against the Cleveland Browns and face Jim Schwartz's defense in the Super Bowl. Just so many connections for this Lions team. No question. That'd be epic. That'd be epic. For sure. Absolutely. And so looking ahead to these next couple of weeks, we've got the Vikings coming up this weekend. We play the Vikings twice. How do you handle playing a team twice in such a short span? Because the first game is the one that matters the most. That's the one where you can clinch in everything. But what if that wasn't the case? What if both games matter equally, which they do, but what if there's no added pressure here do you game plan differently playing a team so close together is, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I mean, you, you're going to win the game. Obviously yeah. the first game, you're game planning to go and win the game. Yeah. And then the second game, you game plan based off of how the first game went. I don't think it's any rocket science. Um, you know, the Lions are a better team than the Vikings. If they play up to that caliber, I think they can beat the Vikings both games. Um, but the Vikings can present some challenges. Um, the Vikings, you know, can beat the Lions if they don't play well, right? But I think if the Lions go and take care of business how they should, I think the Lions can win. And then you see, okay, what do we do? What did they try to do? What was successful? What wasn't successful? Why wasn't it successful? 
And, you know, that last game of the season, you know, Minnesota's done. They're just trying to get home and get into their offseason. And the Lions are playing to, you know, potentially, hopefully clinch a two seed, possibly a one seed. Um, they're not in a situation where they're resting guys for the playoffs. Um, so I think they'll have a lot to play for. And I think they'll do that. So I think, you know, you can't overlook Minnesota. There's a division games that they have to win. Um, but I think they can win this week. And it sets up for a showdown against Dallas. And I think that will tell you a lot about what will happen in that last game. Because if they are locked in to the three or the two, I think they'll probably approach that last game differently. But if they have something to gain as far as a two seed or one seed or something like that, I think we'll see them get another win against Minnesota. And the Lions have already said they don't plan on resting their starters. They had said that before this game. And now that it kind of looks like no matter what, you're playing for something. It, at best, you're playing for the one seed. At worst, you're playing for the two seed because and hoping that the Eagles end up losing to secure an extra. But that's what we're going to be looking at. So I think the Lions are going to be coming out strong for the rest of the regular season, building towards a crescendo in the playoffs. I... Man, I can't wait. I am just so excited after everything that's happened this past weekend. The win against the Broncos kicking it off. And now all of these playoff dreams dancing in my head. I mean, it's here. It's really here. It's here. It's here, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's holiday season. I'm pretty sure it's beautiful in Detroit right now. I don't know if they got a little snow on the ground, but I know they got the lights up downtown. It's pretty ice skating throughout the city. So yeah, man, it's a beautiful time. The Lions are playing great. I'm I'm sure I'm sure the fans are excited. Um three more games to go, man. The season, you know, that we always anticipate waiting on opening day, opening day, opening day. Now we're winding down to closing day. It's it's crazy how fast it goes. Um to us, I know the players it's long for the players. It's it's a long season. Um, but we're winding down and the Lions are in good position. And it's been a very entertaining year for the Lions fans. They've showed up on road stadiums. They've showed up at home. They've had a lot to cheer for and they've done that. So got to give a shout out to the Lions fans. Got to give a shout out to the players. They've they've played great. Um, and so it's playoff time now. Got to finish up the season to 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 lock in some good seating, hopefully make your road a little easier. But either way it go, you got to play good in, in the playoffs, home or away. You're going to have to play well. And if they're if they're playing anything like they played on Saturday, they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, this is the Lions team we saw early in the year that beat the Kansas City Chiefs on night one. We've seen flashes of this team throughout the season. And now this is who this team is again. Basically, three straight playoff games before the playoffs because of the impact on seeding. All of these games, very important. All of these games, very exciting. Any thoughts, any takeaways, any predictions for the final three games of the season that we're looking at here? Minnesota Vikings twice and the Cowboys once. You know, I'm just hoping that they can continue to understand that, you know, when we're all locked in and on the same page and the O-line is healthy, we are a really good team, and we can dominate teams by running the football, running the football. That opens up things for everybody. I think if you can look in the mirror 
and realize what you were not doing in those four games, five games where you just didn't play well. That's okay. Look in the mirror and recognize what you were doing. And then look in the mirror and see what did we do against the Denver Broncos? Why did we play so well? Did we prepare better? Did we have a better lineup in there? You know, I see they they took some guys out. I didn't see Jerry Jacobs out there. I didn't see, you know, Tracy Walker out there. I didn't see, you know, those guys. They they had new guys. And I know Tracy got was out the week before. And if he's been been there for a while, right? You see, uh, you know, Kirby Joseph is in there sometimes. You see Brian Brent, like they're doing different things in the, in the lineup, the corner position, right? So figuring out all those things is, is going to be pivotal, pivotal going into the playoffs. Pivotal. Guys got to stay healthy. Guys got to stay up on their preparation. And most importantly, guys got to focus in through the holiday season. These last three weeks, it's holiday season. You got Christmas coming up. You got New Year's coming up, New Year's Eve. And all these holidays are on a Monday. So what that means is that Saturday is your Friday night, right? Not Sunday. Sunday is when you're in the hotel. If you're playing, I mean, the Lions play on, yeah, they play on Sunday, right? Yeah. They're all all playing Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. Except for a couple teams. A couple teams, I think, got the Saturday game. Um, Yeah, so that means that Saturday night is your Friday, right? Can't be out getting in trouble. Can't be out doing anything crazy, you have to understand that this is what's important. You enjoy your family, enjoy your kids, but this right here is important, and you can lose a lot in this moment right here. You can lose a lot. I remember being with the Houston Texans back in 2012. We had three games left to go. We could have clinched the number one seed. We played the Indianapolis Colts. Exactly, exactly the same situation that we're in right now. We played the Indianapolis Colts. We played the Minnesota Vikings. And then we finished up with the Indianapolis Colts. And we beat the Indianapolis Colts to clinch the division. Had two games left to go. Minnesota at home, Indy on the road. We win any of those two games, and we're the number one seed in the playoffs. We lose the Minnesota at home. We lose the Indy on the road. So we go from having a one seed to being the three seed. And in doing that, we get a home game against uh, Cincinnati. But now week two, we got to go on the road to Indy. I mean, to New England. We lose. If we get the number one seed, we get a bye the first round. And then we'd have had to play the Baltimore Ravens week two. And I'm not saying it was going to be the same game, but we had played the Baltimore Ravens in week six or seven early in the season. 
and beat them like 48 to 10, right? So that being your home game, I think we would have been real confident going out there to play the Baltimore Ravens. Instead, we were the three seed going to New England to play, and we lose, and our playoff hopes are over, right? So these last three games, you got Minnesota twice, one game that you can clinch. Then you got to go on the road to Dallas, and then you got Minnesota again. So these three games are very important, especially for seeding, especially for going into the playoffs, momentum and all those things. So enjoy the holidays, enjoy your families, but you got to finish the season strong. Absolutely have to finish the season strong. We saw last year, Christmas Eve, our hopes were dashed against the Carolina Panthers. I don't think the Lions locker room is going to allow a letdown of that magnitude again. Can't do it, won't do it. Enjoy the holiday season, but be ready because these teams are going to be coming for you. Vikings are not going to let up. Vikings still want that NFC North crown. Cowboys still want that second seed, that first seed. It's going to be a battle, but it's a battle that I'm excited for. Yeah, because, I mean, with with the Cowboys beating the Eagles, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys got a path to where they can get and win that division. I mean, I'm pretty sure they got around the same record. You know, so I'm, I mean, I feel like if the Cowboys can win out, they're going to be at least what 13 wins. I think they got like 10 wins now or something like that. So the Cowboys got a lot to play for. Um, so they're, they're not going to lay down. The, the, the Vikings are not laying down. Nobody's laying down. Um, so the Lions shouldn't expect that. And they, 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 they shouldn't do it either. They should go out and, and, and play well. And hopefully they do. Hopefully they do. It's time to finish the season strong. But before we get to all of that, we've still got lots of time. We've got a week of practice before another big game against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll be back to preview all of that. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.